and joining us now, former coach of the Wallabies in Queensland and a number of other teams, it is John Connolly. Uh, thanks for joining us across here in New Zealand, John. Pleasure, mate. Thanks very much, Mark. Um, well, we have to we, we have to address it straight away. The Wallabies zero two, um, not going yeah, great yeah. guns, but uh, Eddie Jones as nah. positive as ever. Well, he is, but um, you know, I think we're playing a lot worse now than we did in the day, really. Thirty eight percent possession, I think, in both games so far is indicative of how we're going, um, and it's not good. I mean, Eddie's changed the whole coaching system. We've got a an English forwards coach, a Canadian from Bath, and they finished ninth. We've got a rugby league defensive coach who's never been involved in rugby. An attack coach from Northern England who was at Salford Rugby League, limited rugby experience. Eddie's been away for a while. I mean, it's, um, you know, and we're continually fighting with rugby league over here. You know, we're in a bit of a sorry state at the moment. And the business of finding the Australian way or we're on a, you know, a path to discovery. You know, I think most Australians that are paying two or three hundred dollars a ticket to watch the Wallabies expect a lot more. Must be tough for the coaches, but for the players, um, gosh, it must. There must be. I never realised the cosmopolitan uh, look for that coaching staff when you pointed out like that, John. Yeah. That for the players, it must be incredibly unsettling as well. Oh, mate. Yeah, I believe they're far from happy at the moment. But it's, um, and we've got a more coach from France. I mean, it's just, it's just a bit of a mess at the moment. I mean, the saving grace for Australia is that we've got the easiest run in the World Cup we've ever had. Um, you know, we've got Wales who are ninth in the world, Fiji thirteenth, Portugal and Georgia. So whatever happens, we're through to the quarterfinal, and even then, we don't meet one of the top five teams in the world until the semi-final. So all things being equal. You know, we'll have a number of games under our belt till we meet strong opposition. So um, that's a bonus for us. But at the moment, you know, we're in a pretty sorry state and it's, uh, and we're all hoping against hope um, against the Blacks on Saturday week. But, um, you know, at the moment, we're, we haven't got enough forward runners. Um, we're kicking poorly. Um, so there's a lot of things to fix at the moment. Yeah, there's a few question marks. Like Australia's top players are very, very good, but if the pattern's not there, and I'm I'm talking about Karevi, Korumbeti, um, you got yeah. some good halfbacks, you got some good Lucys, yeah. but it just yeah. seems a little bit fragmented, John. Yes, it is all over the shop at the moment. As I said, you need more carriers in the forwards. At the moment, we haven't got that outside the number eight. Mm. Um, you know, where he kicked to the distance or he kicked to regain. The kicking's not good. And um, we've got a nine that is not a, it's a solid halfback, but not a, a huge threat. Quaid has got the best pass in rugby, but it's not a running 5'8 anymore. Um, so it's... Uh, and they really are not sure how, they, how they're playing the game. Um, so it's... Uh, you know, I, I don't see how Harry Wilson's not in the team Same. as a ball carry number eight. Yep. It just shocks, shocks everyone here. Uh, there's question marks over his work rate, away from his ball carries, but he carries 50 to 20 yards a game, and you know you're going to get the advance line. Look at Brazil last weekend in the All Black game. It was a huge point of difference in the first 20 minutes. Um, so we've, we've got some issues here. And, you know, Eddie had success in England, but the last four or five coaches have all had 
70% success rates in England, or four of the five, because they played the Six Nations. You win three of those games. You're going into season two of the November Test. You're up to 70%. But prior to that, um, you know, it's it's a bit of a struggle here at the moment. Just looking at um, yeah. Dave Dave Rennie's tenure, it was a little while ago now. Yeah. I was a bit mystified yeah. that they let him go, but I saw some good signs. I mean, he was without so many players and a lot of second stringers were playing, putting on the gold jersey. And I thought I saw enough to, to suggest they were going to mount a reasonable run at the World Cup given their draw. Were you surprised when they let him go and bought an Eddie? Mate, absolutely, totally. Considering Eddie's record in Australia and his ability with staff, Dave Rennie was very popular with the players. Um, as you mentioned, he had a lot of injuries. Um, you know, I would have always preferred an Australian coach, but Eddie, uh, but Dave did a, a pretty good job, and you know, I was shocked that they let him go. And I believe it was the, the captain's choice to let him go. I know we were holding on for Robbo, or one of the board members was, and um, when Eddie was appointed, it shocked most people, considering his record with Queensland before and how he left Australia in the past. So it was a huge surprise, and I feel very sorry for Dave Rooney. Yeah, I do too, and he's a great, great human as well. I wanted yes, to, he, is. he is. I wanted to tap into your mindset around um, the All Blacks and the way they've been coached and the change that Jason Ryan, he, he's getting so many plaudits, yep. and I think richly deserved for turning yep. around our forward pack. Yes. Yes, he's done, he's done a great well, Mate, they're a very experienced side. You look through that side with Kane and Brazil and the locks. A very experienced side. They've played together as a unit. And you saw on the weekend against the box, they were happy to win the ball at two on the line out. We've got the ball, they haven't got it, they can't score, and they build off that. So they, um, technically, they were very smart, and technically, they're very well coached, the New Zealand sides. And it's amazing when you watch the New Zealand rugby sides, they're very, um, they play very differently. Canterbury play totally differently to the Chiefs, don't they? Yeah. So there's a real diverse way of playing the game. And uh, they're well coached. Um, that would never have happened. Uh, you know, like when Robinson comes in next next year, he's taking over a very experienced side with coaches that know all the cattle that are underneath him um, and it's set up for success. Australia's point of view was just has been a disaster so far. Also, want to get yeah. your comment on um, one of the things that went against Scott Robertson apparently was that he hadn't coached, hadn't had international experience, and of course, Graham Henry coached Wales and the Lions. Yeah. Steve Hansen yeah. coached Wales. You yourself, you coached Queensland, and then you did stints, successful stints, I might say, at Stade Francais, yeah. Swansea, Bath, and then you became yeah. Wallabies coach. What does it do for a head coach of an international side like the Wallabies having overseas experience? Does it does it give you more ticks? No, I don't think it does. It definitely, it's different in Europe, and it's um, it's different in Europe. But you know, Robinson learnt the right way. He, he's New Zealand born and bred. He knows his players. He's got a good rugby brain, as does Foster, I think. So I think that helps a little bit overseas, but not really. You, it's, you know, you're in the man management business. So you're in the man management business. Yep. So I think, um, yeah, I don't think it makes much difference. Mm. 
what about looking ahead, um, past the Bledisloe Low Cup, into the World Cup in France? I feel like um, it's a very different World Cup this year, uh, brought about by the COVID restrictions. We haven't played yeah. much international rugby except against Australia and South Africa, etc., etc. Et yeah. We got pumped by Ireland last year. We got beaten yeah. by Argentina and French just look like they're sitting in their home country with a big moat around their, around their country saying, yeah. come and get it. Even though they don't hold it, I feel like they're the favourites. That's a pretty good summation. I think the French at home will be frighteningly good. Um, I mean, the All Blacks or Ireland, on any given day, could win it. Um, so it's And South Africa, of course, with the side they've got, um, it's very open. And the funny part about this, the five top teams in the other half of the pool to Australia. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a couple of upsets on that side of the pool. And I think New Zealand appear to be in a good shape. I mean, I think their, their two wins today have been thorough. They've got depth. Um, they've got experienced players. And history shows, whether it be 91 with Australia or Magor's, Magor's team, England's team, even Francois Pinot's team, experience is so important at the World Cup. New Zealand have got a ton of that at the moment. Talking to John Connolly, former yeah. Wallabies coach. Finally, John, just before the show, I ducked out. We've got a little cafe outside, and I had a coffee yeah. with uh, former All Black Ronnie Clark, who said oh, to yeah. pass on his kind regards to Knuckles Connolly. Oh, yeah. yeah, one of the great men. Great man, Ronnie. It's, uh, we had many tussles when he played for Auckland, and he's um, yeah, he's a great, great player and a great man. Yeah. It's good to see his son playing so well as well. Yeah, well, I'll pass on your regards back to him, John. Thanks, Sorry, thank thanks heaps for thank talking you. to us out of Australia today, and I wish the Wallabies uh, more success than what they're experiencing at the moment. Mate, mate, we're happy. Thanks, mate.